You're listening to season six of Upside Down Podcast. This is Lindsay Wallace. I'm Kayla Craig. I'm Patty Taylor. And I'm Elisa Molina. Upside Down Podcast is an ecumenical conversation at the intersection of justice, spirituality, and culture. And we have created this space with you in mind. So join us for unscripted conversations on God's Upside Down Kingdom. Hi, friends, and welcome to the 100th episode of Upside Down Podcast. Before we begin, we have a couple special messages from listeners just like you, from a couple former guests, and even a couple former hosts. So go ahead, listen in, and celebrate with us, and we'll be back in just a minute. Hi, this is Cameron in Seattle, and I have been an Upside Down podcast listener uh, for years. I'm one of the really lucky people that got to go to the Upside Down gathering in 2018, and I feel like from the beginning, it has felt like a home and a community to me where we think very seriously about what our faith means in our real lives, and I just love the honest conversations. Um, a couple of my favorite episodes were on gentrification with Leroy Barber, and then the episode with Dr. Christina Cleveland, which was amazing. So keep it up, you guys. Hi, this is Kat coming to you from Orange County, California. And I've been a longtime listener of Upside Down Podcast, and the thing I love about it the most is that you all take these really heavy topics that can feel impossible to throw your arms around, and just through your honest and compassionate conversation, I feel like I'm processing these things in community, and um, yeah, just it's nice to feel some kinship in a way, and to be able to put language to these big um these big issues that affect us all and trying to take what I hear and figure out, okay, how am I going to continue to seek shalom from where I am in the world? So thank you so much. Love and appreciate you all. Keep doing what you're doing. Hey, Upside Down Podcast. This is Christy James. I was one of the original hosts for the podcast, and now I am cheering you on from the sidelines. A hundred episodes is quite an achievement, and I'm so proud of you guys. I can't wait to see the work that you have coming down the line. Great job. Hey, it's Shannon Evans, one of the first co-hosts on the Upside Down podcast. So excited to wish the, the team happy 100th episode. It's a joy to be a part of the family and, um, love you and celebrating with you. I love those so much. They were so fun to listen to. I love hearing everybody's favorite episodes. And I'm just so excited to have this time together with Lindsay Wallace, Patricia Taylor, and Elisa Molina celebrating 100 episodes by the grace of sweet baby Jesus of Upside Down Podcast. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Can you believe it? Some of that, like... In the middle of a pandemic where we were all, well, I mean, we're still, whatever. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Three, three years what in is deep three years a pandemic. In. Yeah. 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 I am yeah. so excited <laughs> to have this conversation today because we've been wanting to have kind of this like reflective conversation about, you know, this incredible community of listeners and supporters and all of the guests that we've had. I mean, I was just looking through the different <laughs> for five years we have had we've had quite quite the robust conversation. So I'm really excited to have all of us here today kind of just reminiscing and reflecting uh, maybe ways that we have learned and changed and grown over the years. Um, So I thought to kind of kick things off, just kind of talk about how Upside Down Podcast was even created. So Lindsay, do you remember like when you first heard the word podcast in terms of something that you (laughs) might do? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So Kayla and I were in a writing group with a few other women um, and she, of course, was the one with the, the very forward thinking idea and said, basically, what if we started a podcast? 
Um, and I don't remember the immediate responses from the other women in the group, but my response was y'all should do that. And (laughs) I will be your biggest cheerleader. Y'all should do that. And I will be your biggest cheerleader. So, so what changed your mind, Lindsay? Yeah. How'd you get roped in? Yeah. (laughs) Cause we're six seasons in now. You, you, you're here. You're still here, girl. You still here. A hundred in. Uh, that just the more the, the more co- so I was in the conversations like hearing them talk about it back and forth and the more that they talked about it and the idea and the concept for what does it look like to live into the upside down kingdom and the the gap that we were trying to fill or they were trying to fill in conversations that we were seeing happening on the internet you know among people that we considered sort of like our peers but like no one was really talking about things that we felt like needed to be talked about. There was this, you know, hashtag blessed because I got my marble countertops conversations happening. Um, and we just felt like there was, you know, there's a little bit of room oh, there to, yeah. Yeah, to have some deeper conversations. So, yeah, I just kind of got, I don't want to say pulled in, but just that whole, it, it felt like a really special thing that I wanted to be a part of and, and, um, conversations I really really wanted to see happen yeah and I mean speaking as somebody who was there from the beginning it would not be the episode without like it it would not be the podcast without you like you shaped like Mm -hmm. the lid there would be like a Lindsay size hole (laughs) and I feel like you've really pushed us and our listeners to like go deeper and interrogate why and ask why not and um yeah, I'm just really grateful for that. So when we created Upside Down Podcast, nobody was really listening to pod. Like this was all like a pretty new thing. So we're really grateful for like those oh, yeah, OG sure. listeners that have been around since the very beginning because <laughs> I don't know why you guys started listening, but you did and you took a chance on us and it's it's <laughs> just really grateful. But so 2016 where were you, Patty and Elisa, in 2016? The world, especially here in the U.S., felt like it was starting to implode. Um, then we were like, let's go ahead and grab some mics and start a podcast. What were you two doing? Well, I think I was um, floundering. And I I don't know how. Oh, so I stumbled on Upside Down. I was I was in that same space like why guys why aren't we talking about like <laughs> all of this um all these things around us that are really Im- important I just didn't in any of like in my catholic circles in christian circles like I just was not and so I felt very lonely I was like wait mm. is it like wrong to ca- like what is happening? Where does my faith align? Which was jarring for me because in any other space that I had been in, when I had like conflicting or conflicting, conflicting feelings or questions about anything, like my Catholic faith is where I went straight to. And this was like, what, what's happening? And Shannon at that point was on, Shannon Evans was a co-host. And so I had just found her on uh, social media. And when she was um kind of linking stuff and talking about it that's when I started and I hadn't ever listened to a podcast at any podcast at that point because they were so new and or I don't know I just wasn't as cool as you guys so upside down podcast (laughs) was the first podcast that you oh my gosh Elisa I didn't even know that yeah so then so then I'm listening to you guys early on probably not the first couple but like way early on and I was like these women are not only talking about the things that I need somebody to talk about but they're doing it in in a way that sounds really authentic and honest and it was nothing was like there was no amount of like we are going to buffer or pretty this up <laughs> this is this is who we are. Mm-hmm. This is how we're going to show up. And it's it's going to sound a little um, like it's going to sound like we don't have it figured out because nobody has it figured out. Like that's the whole rub is like we need uh, Jesus and we need to kind of align ourselves with the Jesus that we really know Jesus to be. And that's like a really hard thing to do as a human. And we're going to try to figure it out in real time. And I was like, I 
am here for this. So like that first one, like then I never, like I never missed after that. That's so and that hashtag blessed so episode. Cool. Yes. You know what? That, I oh, think that, that episode like shook some things up <laughs> because it was like pushing against this kind of, you know, Instagram was having this like big boom. Everyone was getting on and sharing and it was kind of this new thing. And I remember I was like, I read this, this article from, I never heard of this writer before. Her name is Kate Bowler. I'm honestly might've called her Kate Bowler which sounds terrible. Um, but you know, now she's written like 20 books and every, she's yeah. a household name, but it was like, she was one of like these first thinkers that was exploring this idea of hashtag blessed. And, um, I think that that kind of set the tone that episode set the tone for this is not a like do to do kind of podcast. <laughs> So Patty set get set the scene for what life was like for you. What were you doing? Were you listening to podcasts? No, I wasn't. <laughs> your first <laughs> my most honest response to your question of where was I in 2016? I was like, I don't know the third ring of hell. Like I was just like, what is happening? The world is on fire. <laughs> like I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> like, where am I? What is going on? Uh, no, I was not listening to podcasts. Uh, I was actually uh, very much immersed in the, you know, mommy blogger, hashtag blessed, Jesus and coffee, marble counters world. And frustrated as all get out because I'm like, oh, that's a nice recipe. People are dying. Oh, that's a cute shirt. Okay. Um, what about this awful thing that the president said again? That's super racist. Okay, I guess I'll, I'll, you know, do my little blog thing over here. So I just wasn't like it was inside like this, this yearning for uh, good on you. But I don't think that that you are my people like you, you're not offering what I know I need. And it's not that I mm -hmm. thought, oh, it doesn't exist. I just wasn't connected to the right people in the right spaces that really you know, spoke to my passions and my, my heartbeat and the things that really, really, um, mattered to me. So I, gosh, didn't even start listening. I think till season two, it was, I don't even think I listened at all the first season. And then once I started, I was like, where have you been? <laughs> where have you been? <laughs> and I don't remember what year it was when, what season was it? Four, three or four when you all did like the, the social media call that Elisa <laughs> um, brought her yeah. here. And I was this close to applying that season. And the only reason why I didn't, because I, full of transparency, I've said no to things before because I've just ruled myself out and be like, oh, you know, I don't think, you know, but that wasn't it. I just said, I really want to be a listener longer. Um, and then I ended up being here anyway. So I was like, oh, see, all in perfect timing. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And for those listeners who are new, this yeah. has been a collaborative podcast from the very beginning. So we have like rotated different hosts and we've always wanted it to not just be like one person and one guest, but like a really kind of like gathering and somehow in this like digital sphere being together, like what if we could be across the table or sit on a couch together? Like what are the conversations we would have then? Um, so I was thinking about on our first episodes, we would do kind of like get to know you type questions. And our first episodes were in the early fall of 2016. And we, one of our co-hosts asked the you know, we thought it was kind of like a silly poking fun question where it was like, which country would you retreat to if Donald Trump became president? And we, you know, we're kind of like laughing and like, there's no, that's not, yeah, <laughs> like surely no. Um, and then that's when we got our first one star review. <laughs> Like, how dare you? <laughs> and it was like, you know, this is probably just not the right space for you. And, you know, I think that election and then the leadership and what our country went through and what our church, we saw Christians doing around us, whether you're Catholic or Protestant or whatever, I think that like really directly shaped 
the, the conversations we were having. And there just weren't a lot of podcasts out there that were coming using a lens of faith to approach culture and approach injustices. Um, and like I, my husband was a pastor in a small town church and I felt like it was like this, I would go down to the basement and it was like this secret outlet I had where I could like push things, you know, and use what I learned in college to be able to then apply that with my faith and talk to other people. And it was like, nobody in the church even knew what a podcast was. So I was like doing this like subversive secret mission (laughs) that was, you know, obviously not secret at all, super public. Um, And I'm sure if we listen to those episodes now, I'd probably be like, wow, I thought I was being like, so like, woo, look at me go. And like, it's like the most like earnest, you know, not, not quite as radical as I maybe thought, but at the time it felt, it felt that way. (laughs) So I don't want to like ask all the questions. So who, what do you guys think? Like, what are you reflecting on as we kind of celebrate this, this milestone moment? Well, I just, you know, when I, when we were starting to kick around, like using the hundredth episode to really kind of reflect on, um, where the podcast has been and um, the the people that we've learned from kind of sitting at the feet of like so many incredible um, folks. I just, I just wondered to myself like if you guys would share – I know this is like an impossible question to answer because it's impossible for me, but I just wonder if you could pick like – one or two, maybe just one because we'll go on and on forever and ever. Just a guest that really kind of spoke to you in maybe the place that you were right then that you, you, you know, that it, that it shook you or it marked you or it changed you. And I feel like I've taken so much from so many of the guests, but is there anything that stands out to you in that? Like it really was kind of like a, either a game changer or even just for you yourself, you needed that at that time. And that person brought that to you. Is there like, is there anything like that that stands out for you guys? Mine is not something that was said on air. So way back, I want to say season two, um, I got to interview Leroy Barber um, about gentrification. And that was actually the only interview I've ever done in person because he was in Miami Um, working on a book that he was writing about gentrification. And so my job for the weekend was to shuttle him around (laughs) um, and take him to meetings um, so that he could interview people in Miami who were being displaced because of gentrification. Um, He had dinner at my house. I took him to a meeting. Um, That was just really meaningful for me because I got to gather people who – were being displaced who were native to Miami, to Little Haiti in the neighborhood that I was living in, Coconut Grove. And I brought Leroy in and they all sat at a table and shared their stories. And I literally sat on a cooler in the corner and let the conversation take place. And it was one of those moments for me where I was like, this is my lane. Like, cause I was the only white person in the room and I was, abundantly blessed to just sit on the cooler in the corner and hear their stories and to let Leroy take them and put them into his book. Right. So that was a moment for me. That was really special. Go ahead. Did you post that? Like, did you post a picture of that? Like, I remember a long time ago, there being a picture on your feed of like a dinner table with a ton of people around. No, it. I didn't take a picture of this moment. I just kept it, was... it in my heart. Oh, she pondered <laughs> it in her heart. I love it. Um, but the moment, the the thing that happened, so that was meaningful, wasn't recorded. But when Leroy and I were driving to do the interview, we were just talking. So I think we left that meeting and went to do the interview. And we were just talking about these horrific stories that people had. Um, and I'm sure, you know, it's America. So someone had been shot by the police within a five-day period of him being there. And I was just really struggling with why, 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 you know? And um, he looked at me and he said, 
it's because they don't think we're human and by we he meant black people and that was just a moment for me to i had never had to think about that as a white person that someone might not think i'm human right like i've been treated a kind of way because i'm a woman for sure but never had i had to ponder I'm being treated poorly because this other person doesn't view me as human. Um, and so it has sort of helped me. I don't know that I can even put into words, honestly, how that has helped me, but it has helped me, I think, in caring for people, but also helped me in the way that I approach people who just carry a lot of hatred in their hearts. I think that for me, that the conversation with JS that Patty and I had um, this mm. season was kind of like that for me. Um, I, I think just the, there's something just about the way that he is able to kind of fully be present to like what he's showing up to that, that I just like marveled at, you know, that I just, I took something from him that was kind of even beyond what he was saying. It was just like this, this way of like moving that, that I was just like in that, I don't know what it was, um, 45 minutes or 50 minutes with being with him, um, and talking with him he like he meant what he was saying and he meant how he, how hard he's trying and um and he means how he's trying to show up and there's just something about like seeing a person like show up like that in that like vulnerable space but also just in this like powerful space in that you know like there's just something like almost magical about witnessing or being in like kind of the same space as someone who really is stepping into their purpose. And then it just like lands on people. And then you're like in that space where you're like, it's landing on you. And you're like, wait a second, is this, is this landing on me right now? I don't even know what to do with this right now. And so there've been a couple of times where we've had these conversations. I would say like Latasha Morrison is another one where it just was like, you just kind of are like in awe, like what is happening right now? Like I'm being like, I'm being menaced. Not only am I, am I learning something for sure? I'm learning something, but I myself have being ministered to just by how you're bringing yourself into this space. Yes. I felt that same way when she was on. That was, yeah. Um, and I had a, a special kind of opportunity like Lindsay did to do an in-person interview with Father Greg Boyle. And um, we met at a little Catholic parish and just sat in this room and I brought microphones and it just felt like a sacred moment. Like I can't believe that this is happening. And he was able to just I don't know, speak. it was like a very deeply personal interview and conversation. And I feel like in what he was sharing was, I think about that conversation still. And I think about how in some ways, you know, we talked a little bit about my daughter Eliza and her disabilities. And um, that was before we almost lost her. And she, like the like beauty of this like spiritual depth that he had um when he could be a completely cynical person he has seen so much pain and so much suffering and you know just the fact that he he's still there and he's still showing up and exploring what kinship is and just a new way of viewing each other and humanity. It was just like breaking open a lot of things that I held and didn't know why I held them. And I hope that that was um, a gift for other people to listen to me and not just like selfish for me, but that is a something I'll always be like so, so incredibly grateful for because it just felt like a holy moment. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, gosh, you all are like, 
this is really touching. <laughs> uh, I'm glad I'm going last because these questions are always like, I don't know, it's too many. But the first one that came to my mind was hmm, the conversation with Dr. Christina Cleveland on the gender and ethnicity of God. And that is because I'm sure it's fresh on my mind since her book, God is a Black Woman, just came out. But yesterday I was in a group and someone, you know, just asked the question, you know, has anyone received this book? Is anyone reading this book? And it was nothing bad or negative at all, but I just kind of sense that that undertone of like, ooh, this seems like a little scary or a little much, you know, like, like, I don't know, I would really like to hear from other people first before, you know, I, I open it. And I just, it just made me think about how there are times in my life that I maybe told myself that I was more open than I really was. And then I would hear something that I'm like, oh, I've never heard that before. <laughs> how, how does this make me feel? Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm listening, you know, I'm not, I'm not shuddering or if I am shuddering, then I'm still, you know, going to stay with it. And in that conversation, I was just all ears. Like I was just all ears and really wanting to hear and understand just everything that she was sharing. And I can look back to times in my life that I would have been so certain, you know, that, that this is not a conversation for me. And being grateful that I'm not in that place anymore. And then seeing that was, I think, in 2019. Um, so I don't, I don't remember what season that is, but I think it was, you know, it's like three years ago. And, and just to see, like, for me, it was just like a, wow, I've really grown. And then even thinking about where I am now, oh, I'm still growing. So that's, that's just what, what stood out to me about that mm-hmm. conversation. Just having, having like a, a posture of, of being open and listening and really being curious and, and challenging myself to, to do so when it's easy to just say, no, like this is something that, that that's uncomfortable or new or different. And so I, I'm not going to make space for it. And I think that's just like kind of one of the best things about um, this experience for me has been just rearranging or re-envisioning my posture um, about all sorts of things. You know what I mean? Just like the ability to inter- like interrogate myself and like what, wh- why, what, why do I feel like that? Where does that come from? Like that's a really, um, that's a gift to be able to really ask yourself, like, why are these feelings coming up when I listen to, um, because then, because if not, then you're really just hanging out in places that will not stretch you in any way. Like you're, you're hanging out in places that, um, like it's really hard to grow if you're never like coming into spaces that are asking you to see things from a different vantage point, um, than you've always seen them. And so that's one of the beauties of the four of us being, um, you know, from different backgrounds, knowing different faith traditions, um, just being spread out, being, you know, going through different seasons of our own personal lives and coming to the table um, and just kind of trying to show up in, in um, that curiosity, but also in just like such care. Like, I think there's just a massive, like at this point in, in, in this endeavor, like there is utmost care for one another. And I think that if, if anything, if this has served any purpose, it, I think one of the most beautiful opportunities for me personally is just to see that I think this is the fruit of what can happen when you show up for people that you don't necessarily like understand all of it, but you, you show up in a posture that's like what you just said, Patty. And then that turns into true, like caring for that other person because you've just gotten into this pattern of showing up in a posture that's like, "Mm, I don't really know, but I'm here. And then that turns into like everything that is important to you is important to me. Like I care about you as beloved, you know what I mean? And the places where we don't match up exactly become so very secondary 
to the fact that you're beloved to me, to God for sure. But then you become beloved to me. You know what I mean? And I think that that has been what this has shown me that I really can go beyond my comfort zones into the world out beyond what's comfortable for me. Yeah. And that's something that I feel like we've always, you know, tried to like share with, with these listeners that are amazing with our patrons that like help make this possible is that we don't have like the final say on anything that we're talking about. And, you know, that's why we bring amazing writers and artists and teachers and activists in to help, help us learn. But all of this is just modeling what, what so many people can do in their real lives with your neighbors, with the parents that, also send their kids to the same school with the people in your faith communities, whatever it is. Um, and, and that's kind of why I think this model of a, of a collaboration of a podcast where there's multiple voices, where we're coming from different perspectives, where we don't always disagree or agree. Uh, we sometimes disagree. When we were first starting, I was like, let's make it like, the, the view and like we like have a topic and then we like go back and forth and nobody wanted to argue that much on on a podcast but um you know I think the the way we've gone is a much healthier you know <laughs> view of that um but I really do appreciate that and and I think we've lot, left a lot of room for growth and and permit permission to be in process like you were saying Elisa like you don't have to have all the answers because guess what spoil alert nobody does yeah that's a really good point it kind of comes I have a question for you all that ties into that but first a little bit of backstory so in 2017 I think when um there were five co-hosts and none of us I don't think any of us had ever met before and so we decided to get together um in North Carolina and I bought a little notebook at the airport um that I still have and I still keep all of my little notes in about every episode um and of course I brought it with me to Chicago when we had our gathering was that also in 2000 I don't know what year that was 18 19 somewhere it was a decade ago um and we all got together in Chicago um and it, yeah, it was really phenomenal. But so Andy Kolber, who is a former guest and friend of the podcast, um, did a breakout session. And one of the things that she said that I found in my little notebook when I was looking through it to prepare for this is no, if no one is taking care of themselves, there's no one left to dismantle the systems. And one of my favorite things about Upside Down Podcast is I feel like we have tried and have done a decent job at balancing the inner work and the outer work and the connection between the two. And I feel like that quote from Andy just really sums up why that's important. Hello, this is Andy Kolber, therapist and author of Try Softer. And I just wanted to send a quick note to my friends at the Upside Down podcast and say congratulations on 100 episodes. That is amazing and just so cool to watch um, the amazing work that you all have done. Um, just to continue to have really important conversations to grow community and just to encourage folks to lean in with curiosity and compassion. It's just, it's really a joy to see. Um, for me, for my own work, um, in addition to TriSofter and the TriSofter Guided Journey, I have been working on another book, and that's hopefully going to come out in the next year or so. And um, I'm just finishing the the I've just finished the manuscript a couple days ago, and so yeah, would love for folks to keep their eyes out for that. And it's really been yeah, labor of love. So. As we finish um, just, you know, coming up on these, the third year of such an odd season, such a hard season in the world, I'm sending you all love and, and hoping that you're taking extra care. And so it just made me wonder, um, how are you all taking care of yourself right now? And how has your, how's your approach to caring for yourself changed in the last six years? Because I think 
It's real easy to like Instagram hire dismantling systems, which of course that we've done a performative wokeness episode. So that can be really performative, but it's easier to talk about. I'm working on all these outer things. I'm making my community better. I'm pouring into my kids, but I personally don't do as good of a job with the inner caring for myself. So I'm curious, how's that changed for you guys over the past six years? Lindsay always coming with the real easy questions to answer. <laughs> so easy. Just very surface level. I just, I, that kind of bothers me about Lindsay. <laughs> I know. You want me to go first? Yeah, I, I do. I, I, yes. <laughs> I was going to ask this question and y'all didn't. So I actually have an answer. Um, so I think for me, for sure, it's just so wild to think about six years ago when we started the podcast, I had five kids under the age of seven. Um, so it's just a very different life than I'm living now. But I definitely saw taking care of myself as a individual endeavor. It was like solitude, quiet time, get away from these tiny humans. It was very individualistic. And now my thoughts around quote unquote self-care are not self-centered at all. It's very communal. Um, and so I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast or not, but um, o- over the course of the last year, I have gotten divorced. And um, that's a really hard thing to talk about when your literal job is being a Christian. (laughs) Like my literal job is I'm a Christian. I get paid to do that, essentially. Um, So it's really hard to talk about your marriage falling apart. And um, the people who cared for me, like really cared for me, and you three are a huge part of that, Um, but locally... There weren't a lot of, like, Christians that I could have the conversations with. And so it was a lot of my friends who were not Christian, don't identify as Christian, um, who showed up when I really needed people to show up. And so there was no possible way for me to, like, self-care my way out of that or even self-care my way through it. Like, there's only so much... (laughs) therapy and meditation and alone time you can do when your life is literally burning to the ground. You need a community to come around you. And so that is for me what has changed. Um, Partially because it was forced into changing because of the pandemic. Um, But also I think that's sort of the like decolonizing work. Like American individualism is hella problematic in all sorts of ways, right? So it has seeped into the way that we care for ourselves and think about caring for one another. Um, Yeah, that's all. I'll I'll stop talking. (laughs) That's been actually really beautiful to see, even just from afar, Lindsay. Like, Like that process has been really beautiful to see you and your people. And just the way that, and I think that like you're, you're good at that for others also, you know, that, that communal nature is like reciprocal for sure. Um, I think that for me, I think six years ago, I didn't really do great with boundaries. And I think nowadays it might just be like the process of aging and not giving any cares about, (laughs) um, you know, like not having the bandwidth to give that many cares about that many, um, feelings of that many people, you know what I mean? I don't know what it is, but I just feel like these days I have given myself permission to do a couple things. First of all, um, pour into people who pour into me, um, and just like really be very intentional about like, who and how I pour into folks, um, and also give myself permission to grieve things that, um, I guess I didn't know I could grieve six years ago, like friendships Mm -hmm. that really did mean a whole lot to me that have shifted or ended. Like it's okay to one choose friendships that really pour into me and that I can pour into, but two grieve 
those friendships that have had to end. Um, so those are like, feel like two very like mature grown up type situations <laughs> for me. Um, like a consummate, like back then people please are like, no, we all got to stay friends and we all have to be happy and we all like, and we'll figure it out. I'll, I'll like, you know, we'll figure it out. And I've just had to realize like, that is not sustainable. Like, I can't sustain that life. That's just not good for anybody. And so I have healthier relationships right now, which is like, mm-hmm. feels so big and great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I definitely relate to both <laughs> both of what you said. But since you talked about boundaries, Elisa, I actually pulled this up because my mind went here immediately, even as I was formulating <laughs> my response in our episode this season of persisting um in boundaries, Lindsay Wallace said to me <laughs> and to all of us, I want you to rest because I want you to be around for a really long time. And I have thought about that often because it, it, I'm still working on that. <laughs> uh, but I, I realize how much I lack self-compassion and I put tons of pressure mm-hmm. on myself to get the things done and to show up and be strong and to, you know, oh yeah, well I'm resting wink, wink, but I'm multitasking because this has got to be done. This has got to be done. This has got to be done. Um, and I really am working on giving myself that permission to rest and not, not shaming myself out, you know, for that. And I don't even think that, I don't even think my head was in that space at all six years ago, (laughs) like to even consider it as a possibility. Um, I even, you know, just had a weekend, like mini retreat, which in the middle of all this going on in my life feels like, what are you doing? (laughs) Like you have too much stuff to do to, you know, go away and be in nature and rest. But I did it anyways, because I needed it for my soul and, and it was really refreshing. And there's plenty of like going back to the real world waiting for us. (laughs) So even in, in that way, that's something that I'm, definitely definitely working on but I just have a different level of awareness that I didn't have before I just won't even let myself go there um but just being a burnt out me and being grumpy because I'm tired because I'm you know just trying to do it all and then not showing up well for anyone is not helpful or healthy so I am working on resting that's good and I think that's a reminder that everybody probably needs to hear at some point and in some part of their life or maybe all parts of their life I think when we started you know like Lindsay I had a lot of young children very young I was young um just trying to figure it out figure out my place in the world and how do I you know reconcile a belief in this loving God with everything else going on in the world and where does that leave me? And I think I have done work in like exploring my own past and my own soul and like not seeing, you know, back when we started this, I probably would have thought self-care was like literally taking a bubble bath, you know, and it felt silly and like not part of my real life. Um, But I've realized that, you know, there is like a deep, kind of soul work of doing doing the work and figuring out who you are and what what made you that way and who are the voices that you're listening to and just kind of like diving deeper and deeper because I think if we want to care for others whether that's in our family or our neighborhoods or larger communities like if we're not healthy then like we're not going to be doing <laughs> we're not going to be helpful in the long run you know we can we can look shiny, um, from the outside, but ultimately that's gonna, yeah, I, I'm just grateful. I think about this and I say it a lot. Like I'm not the person I was five years ago and five years from now, I don't want to be the person I am now. Like I want to be more thoughtful. I want to be more empathetic, you know, compassionate, merciful, all of these different things. And I think, um, you know, in, when in these conversations, when we're pointed to that, when we can like orient our hearts to a, a deeper love of ourselves and God and neighbor, like that's that's the sweet spot. 
Yeah. So I wondered, um, like, what is one of the things? So you can, I think there's like s- several parts in scripture where there's just like this alluding to like good fruit, you know? And I wonder what is some good fruit that you think has come of the experience of working on this podcast? I mean, I think there's a lot that we can point to that is good fruit. Like what is stuff that you have taken away personally or that you've seen um, or that you've kind of changed your mind on or what, what from doing this, like this is, know it's a sacrifice to get together the four of us in the mid like middle of the night it feels like sometimes because we're moms and we're like okay like I can do this time and you know so there are sacrifices involved to make this thing happen it's sacrifice that happens when the when the patrons send their you know amount and we amass it and we pay for the things and all of that like there is a sacrifice that happens and um beauty and fruit have come from it and what is like some concrete things that you guys think that has happened I have the same question <laughs> virtually Elisa um uh-huh. uh, oh gosh multiple things but the the first thing or that has come to my mind when I was thinking about it earlier is expanding not only my view but I really do believe the view of all who listen of what community means. And I, I think that um, is, that's been a really beautiful thing to be a part of and to see, particularly, you know, since I became a co-host um, and then there was a pandemic, <laughs> you know, it was just like, oh, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but when you see people who are lonely and broken and searching. And we talked, you know, earlier in the conversation about like, Hey, we, we're not here to like provide all the answers, but we're going to have the conversation. But when you find out how many people are in whatever position they're in and been told or taught that just ask the question is not even okay. Um, it just, there's so much heartache and loneliness and to think that in some in some small way, you know, we could provide a space where people can say, I'm not out here alone. You know, I listen to these conversations and, and it feels, you know, right and good and necessary for me. It helps me feel seen. Um, and just the community that I have with you three ladies, you know, and just to know like, gosh, I didn't even know these people, you know, a few years ago. And, we are determined to see each other this summer. It is happening. Um, and that, that to me is a really beautiful thing. I just, I don't know. I just think there's nothing like knowing that you have a place to belong and we, we do that for each other. And I hope and really believe that for some of our listeners, we, we do that for them too. That's beautiful, Patty. And, you know, we've heard from, from listeners, like I've started asking these questions and I started pulling the threads and and going down these different trails and feeling really lonely. Like the upside down life can feel very lonely. And so to be able to create this, this space where it's like, we're, we're real humans with real lives and real faith communities and real wonderings and questions and struggles and just all of it. And like, we're here showing up because we think that it matters to talk about and you shouldn't have to feel so isolated and alone. Um, because God is, God is with you. God is with us and present in that. And, and our understanding of who God is might grow and change. And, and that's, that's the spiritual life, right? Like that, that is going to happen. And knowing that, you know, I don't ever want anybody to struggle in any way. Like I, you know, who does, but knowing that somebody else has walked through asking similar questions or having, you know, frustrations or all somebody else has also felt alone at certain points makes me feel a little less alone. And there's this like, 
there's community in that. And I feel really grateful. And Lindsay, you can speak to this too. When we did meet in person, which it just, you know, I'm like, I can't believe we were all in a room and nobody had masks on and nobody was like, you know, we were like eating buffet food and, (laughs) and we were singing and worshiping together. And yeah. And we heard from people like, friends flew in like there was there was a sense of like you know we're not alone and um that's beautiful yeah I mean my answer is very similar um and just for the listeners like I mean this has been said but when this started none of us knew and knew each other and at this point Kayla and I have been together and Kayla and Patty have been together but still we've never all four been together but I have literally sobbed into Voxer because I knew these women were going to be there for me. Um, and so that's just a gift that I don't take for granted um, that has come out of this time. Yeah, that's just like very dear. And I think the second p- part of that answer for me, um, we get messages from people and people came up to me in Chicago and said, I was about ready to like walk away from my faith. That's how lonely people felt and how pushed to the margins within their own faith communities people felt. And so like, I think as I have a different, um, I have a different appreciation for that now because I feel like I am now that person that's been pushed to the margins of my faith. And some of that's by choice, right? Like I've chosen to live in a neighborhood that like most white people aren't coming to. Um, I have black children. I have a gay child and now I'm divorced. So like (laughs) I'm finding myself on the margins of Christianity in a lot of ways. And I am still like real hardcore about Jesus. And not walking away from that. Um, but there's not a church in my town my entire family feels safe inside of. So I now I, I now appreciate those comments that people have made to us in a different way. Um, and I appreciated them at the time. But just having people say, I was going to walk away, but then I found the podcast. And I heard the conversations you guys were having. And I heard you asking the same questions I was asking. And I heard you hanging on to your faith and not letting it be stripped away by somebody who told you you couldn't ask questions or you weren't welcome or whatever. Um, you know, you didn't fit the mold. And so I don't know what it looks like. I don't have community in my own city, but I'm not walking away from Jesus. Um, and that is like not anything that any of us have done or said, right? That's like just the way the spirit moves in people and, yeah, just like the goodness of of that. But that to me, those comments when we get them are just really special and hit me in a different way now than they did three or four years ago. I think that being with you guys on on Voxer and and here has given me a sense of well, besides just like I told you guys on I I said it yesterday, like it is definitely a space to show up like myself and um, imperfectly, which is just like a, oh, that is just such a good, sweet place to be. But also just to be in community with four, with the four of us, but with the three of you being absolute witnesses to who I believe to be um, true to who Jesus would recognize. Like if Jesus were to walk into y'all city, cities, I know, like just to be in relationship with the three of you, like listening to you say what you just said, Lindsay, about like, oh, like I'm on the margins. I'm thinking, and Lindsay is a complete witness. Like if this is what you know, if this is what we're supposed to be going towards, because that's always what Jesus was going towards. Like Lindsay is by the very nature of how she shows up in her community and in her family, like 
a Christian witness. And she's telling us right now, like there's no safe place, safe place for her to be in these Christian communities. Um, it just, it just goes to show you that really we have to be paying attention to like, if you're paying attention to the gospel and who Jesus was and who his followers were right after his death and resurrection, like those folks are present around you and they may not look exactly what you're like used to in your mind or in your like congregation or in your parish, like that's what a Jesus follower looks like. Um, I have seen like the three of you in the six years, like in the things that we've struggled with in our communities and our families in the stuff that we've kind of rumbled with and torn down and built up. Like that is like, Christian witness on like so many different levels. And I think that just is a gift to be able to go beyond and see that in, in other people, in, in other people, in other places. I'll also say that I feel like on a very practical level, this podcast and the guests and um, the things that we've talked about has given me the language of justice that I so desperately needed. It gave me like the way to walk into spaces, um, not center myself, look for who's missing at the table, um, use language that is, that cares about like the dignity of folks. Um, and I had that all somewhere in me, like probably pieces of it, but just the way the get the guests have been so like generous with their wisdom and their knowledge I, it, it's been like, I've been a student this last six years and I've learned from you guys and from them how to show up in spaces in like a way that I think is a generous, loving way to show up versus like, uh, like the way I used to show up in a room is just like, all right, I'm here. Let's go. Like I can do this and you do that. And no, 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 that's wrong. You know what I mean? Like, I know you guys are shocked, right? Like that I would show up in rooms like that, but like, this has given me just like a, a new way of existing in spaces that are hurting. You know what I mean? And to like prioritize the hurting in a way that is like this mutual exchange of you matter and I matter and we both matter. And there's not a like there's not a hierarchy here. Um, and that takes like a lot of practice. But without upside down, I'm not certain that I would be there. So like for that, I feel like that's worth a four-year college degree that I didn't have to pay for. So, so my bank account thanks you. I think that's so true, Lisa, like the building of it. Like you almost don't even realize. And then you look around and you have this like whole castle, you know, like an imperfect metaphor, but like every single conversation, every guest, every perspective, whether it challenged, whether you agree, disagree, it led you down another path to explore, like it all builds on top of each other. Um, and I think that's such a beautiful kind of kingdom, kingdom mindset of, of what it is to be human and what it is to love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind and strength. And I think that's really beautiful. So I can't believe, and yet also can super believe that we could go on and on forever and ever about all of these <laughs> conversations because that's who we are. Um, but before we go, I would love for each of us to just speak directly to our listeners right now. Maybe they're walking with their headphones in, they're commuting, they are doing laundry or scrubbing a toilet. That's when I like to listen to podcasts so I don't have to think about what I am doing. But whatever it is, for some reason, they're still with us and they're listening. What is like your one thing that you want to tell them? Speak directly or forever hold your peace. Let me warm up my my extra radio voice. Hey, here it goes. Here it goes. Here it goes. Hey, all you listeners out there. <laughs> Come on, Patty. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, okay, what I want to say to everyone listening right now at this moment, I want to say, first of all, thank you. Thank you for being with us. 
whether this is your first episode and you're like, I didn't even know you all existed and you're on episode 100 or whether you've been here since the beginning with co-founders Kayla Craig and Lindsay Wallace who are still hanging hanging in there really thank you because we don't you know we say it but we don't we don't do this just to talk to each other even though we love the conversations <laughs> with each other we we do this knowing that there are people that we want to invite into this space and I would say that regardless of if we do 100 more episodes or five more episodes I hope that whatever place you're on in your journey, that you would continue and continue to stay curious and open and be reminded that it's worth it to pursue the upside down kingdom. It's worth it in every way to cling to Jesus in that process and not let, um, not let yourself be deterred. Uh, because there's there's going to really be something beautiful at the end. Um, I want to say what an honor it is that you're listening to our words, uh, that you show up in this space to learn from the guests that we have, um, and that you spend your one wild and precious life with us in your earbuds. Um, and I think just want to speak directly to that crowd that I mentioned earlier who maybe feels like you've been pushed to the margins or maybe you were born there. Um, That everyone that is on the outside is exactly who God has in mind for being a part of the kingdom. So I know that it's hard, but I hope that you never doubt um, the divinity that you carry within yourself and that you know that it is your divine right and place to be a part of um, the beloved community. I think I would just like to tell you, um, reiterate my my thanks Um piggybacking on um, Patty and Lindsay, just how grateful we are that you're here, what an honor it is, and also just um, say that it is a good and true place, this place that makes you want to tirelessly fight to show up and love everybody. Um, that place is a true place. It is a good place. Even if sometimes you feel othered, um, because you really are trying to care for everyone and leave no one out and extend tables and welcome and draw bigger circles. That is a good place. And sometimes it's going to feel like you're on your own, but really you're not, and you never will be. Um, and so I just want to encourage you to keep going because it is a it is a beautiful calling to um, fight the temptation to give up um, and walk ever more uh, towards the other. Goodness. Oh, all three of you. Just beautiful. My sinuses are starting to clear. I don't know what that's about. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and I'll add that I echo each one of these women. And I just want to say thank you and be tender to yourself. Um, stay soft even when you need to go in and, you know, <laughs> rile things up. Um, stay soft and be compassionate towards yourself just as you want to be compassionate toward others. God loves you and sees you where you are and all of the things that you would dare not say out loud. God knows you <laughs> and loves you. And there's nothing that you can say or do that that can take that precious love away. And I think we all need that reminder. And I just want to say that on top of everything that 
Lindsay and Patty and Elisa already said that was just so, so much what I needed. And I think probably what a lot of us needed. So really hear us when we say it's been an honor to get to have these conversations, to hear from you. Um, and just thanks for celebrating with us and sticking around and please, um, keep, keep reaching out to us. You know, we're, we're all there. We all see your messages on Instagram and Patreon, just like a huge shout out. Thank you for keeping the lights on. And, um, yeah, that's, that's the end of this episode. Um, thank you so much for listening. As always, you can learn more. If you've heard us talk about different episodes, go listen to them. You can find us at all of the streaming platforms, UpsideDownPodcast.com or UpsideDownPodcast on the gram. And as always, we appreciate you when you share our podcast episode with your friends and your online communities. Thank you so much. And we will see you next time. Hi, my name is Jody, and I'm from the Boston area. I love the Upside Down podcast for the community of women, being a community with these like-minded women and learning from them, their, your wisdom, your vulnerability, your authenticity. Um, the, my favorite series thus far has been your um, Persistence series, and my favorite episode, I would have to say, is The Persisting in Grief with J.S. Park. Just a beautiful, profound way of viewing grief with fresh eyes and I know it will just stick with me forever so thanks to all of you and congrats on your 100th episode hey ladies just want to say hi and congratulations on making it to 100 I love every episode I love that I started halfway through so I'm still um, working through the beginning ones when you go on holiday which is fun for me because I'm not on holiday when you are. Um, my intro, so my favourite, well I don't know, one of my favourite was um, with Gregory Boyle and I loved it so much and it hooked me in. Um, I loved that you got to interview Dr Perkins, blows my mind. I loved um, Christina Cleveland and so I've been following her since then. Um, so many good ones that were in the season when you talked to the True Brandages guys and um, a lawyer in immigration. I love that season. Um, and persistence is just so good. So thank you for um, giving your time to us in such a crazy season that it sounds like it's nuts for all of you. Uh, blessings and love and one thing I've learned the hard way is that the upside down kingdom life uh, can actually isolate you and separate you from the more, uh, air quotes, right side up faith community. And that's really lonely and painful and discouraging. Um, but you guys have really stepped into the gap for me. You cheer me on and hold up examples to follow, um, both from your own lives and others. You call me out on uh, ways of thinking and acting that I haven't yet thought through or questioned. You really help set a path forward. So thank you. Thank you for sharing your journeys. Um, to help me and I'm sure so many others on our journeys.